Welcome back to the A&D Podcast. My name's Aaron. And I'm Dave. Thanks for joining us once again. How's it going, man? It's been a minute. Oh, it's going, man. It's going. Going through a lot of a lot of life changes at this age. Really? We'll talk a little bit, a little bit. We'll talk off uh, off mic a little bit, but um, is your body changing again? Your voice is dropping as well, my voice cracks. Second round of puberty is finally coming yeah. through. Finally uh, gonna get your armpit hair. The surge of testosterone. Get my armpit Maybe hair back. <laughs> get my armpit hair back. <laughs> nope, still can't grow a beard. Yeah. Not for lack of effort. Uh, no, some big things uh, logistically. I, I'll, I'll share with you, and then hopefully in coming episodes. Didn't mean to start this episode off with a bait, but hopefully in yeah. the coming episodes, I'll have some news to share. So stay tuned, but, uh, it's just a lot, a lot of stuff up in the air. Cool. Well, I mean, what about you, you, uh, lands. getting the What's... new house in order, eh? Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. So we've been here a little over a couple of weeks, probably three or four, um, slowly getting stuff moved around. It's kind of to the point where we're, kind of just still feeling a lot of stuff out where will things actually fit the way we want them to fit Ain't that a um, headache. yeah that's a huge headache and it's kind of funny too because we're like things that we thought would fit in places don't so that's hilarious in a you know depressing oh way. don't tell jer bear that measure twice and cut once don't you know not even that it's just like uh where you like have an idea of where something can go and then you get it there and you're like, Oh, it's actually too small or too big. Or it's just like a more awkward. It doesn't look right. Yeah. It just doesn't look weird. It looks weird rather. But yeah, so we're, we're getting there slowly. We're able to function in it now. That's really cool. It's livable. Yeah. For the first couple little bit, we were like, what the fuck? Like, where is everything? Um, we still have a ton of stuff in our, like, so we love that. Took everything in from the bait, from the moving truck, put in the basement. And so everything is still there and we're like slowly going through that. And like, I don't know, we have, I realized this the other day. So we have a laundry chute. I don't know if you've ever like experienced the like simplicity of a laundry chute. The old house has one. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you, you know that like you put shit down the laundry chute and then you forget about it. Gravity should take effect. Yeah. And then you just kind of forget about it until you need that like pair of pants and you're like, where the fuck is like, where are my jeans? Or like, where's those shorts that I wanted? Aaron, and we then you're like, young listeners. If you could watch it. your language. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, so yeah, like you throw the shit down there and then you're like, where the fuck are those pants that I wanted to wear? And then you walk downstairs and there's a giant pile of laundry and you're like, Oh Yeah. It doesn't do the laundry when you put it down the laundry chute. It just yeah. You know, I didn't expect the... this podcast to take such a riveting turn, but I will say well, okay, all right. Well, I I, mm-hmm. I will say not that I don't find your story immensely fascinating, but the thought of because everyone sees most people their laundry pile up, and you're like, that's nah. my point. And it serves as a constant reminder yeah. about laundry day. That's why yeah. I'm trying to elaborate on your story and that's, introduce and that's another what I was dimension. Getting, of it. If you had allowed me to 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 get there, we got to polish up on some of these storytelling skills. I can man. put on my customer service voice quicker <laughs> than you can say thank you, sir. <laughs> Let's do it. You know how much people would love to hear your customer service voice no because people would be like i've heard that voice before that's kind of rude <laughs> oh you know what you should do a whole expose like episode on uh how to tell that your customer service person is actually giving you sass Ooh, that would be hilarious i would like red flags away. in their customer yeah. service voice yeah. i would give away all of my tells and nobody would want to talk to me ever again or that you'd would... give other give away other people's tells that's yeah and then people would be like oh wow he's being an asshole to me that day and yes i was 
you're spot on. I was. Did you have any more to share with your laundry shoot story? Well, no, that was pretty much it where I was like, oh shit, we have a fuck. Like it's usually we were pretty good about like every week. Yep. Because you could see it piling up and you're like, oh, got to get on that. But now yep. it's like, it's just like you walk downstairs and there's just a massive pile of laundry and it's like towels and not just like clothes things, like everything goes down there from the upstairs. So you're just you like, could do the fuck. old person's thing and set a timer or a reminder on your phone every Sunday to just do it no matter how much is down there. You assume that I don't already have that set up. I have, a, I have a reminder. To, yeah, I have a reminder to take my my multivitamin. So don't Same. assume that. Same. Don't assume that I don't have a reminder for my laundry. Same. Otherwise, my um my living nurse will forget to to feed me my vitamins, and I'll just you know atrophy just, away. Just gum them down. Oh, my, ASMR listeners, you're welcome. Yeah, we're back. I've got my <laughs> my Flintstone gummies that I can just kind of suck on for a little bit. <laughs> It just, just kind of deteriorate. Just roll them around in your mouth for an hour. What are you still eating? No, it's the vitamins. Django's picked up on this thing where sometimes if he acts like he's Have you introduced the listeners to Django? You can't introduce a... Yeah, I'm fairly certain. Django's our... Django, Django Fettmeyer's Bandy Friends is our... Uh, so many names. So many names. Is our four-year-old, three-year-old. He's an older... Medium-sized mixed breed. Medium-sized mixed breed. He is a... Uh, Staffordshire Basset, Ter- Basset Terrier mix. That Please tell me you did the like 23 and me of dogs. No, but if you search, like honestly, line, if I'm lying, I'm dying. If you Google Staffordshire Basset Hound mix, it is Django. Like it pops up spitting image of him. There's actually a dog on there that like proportions and all. Eh? Yeah, proportions and all stinky little legs, fat body, like it's all there. But yeah, it's spot on. I can't, can't even. But he's picked up on what now? Yeah, so he's picked up on like, he'll act like he's eating something. So he'll get attention. So every now and again, he'll just be standing around. and he'll, Smart boy. Yeah, he'll like look down and go, like chew on something. And we're like, what do you have? And he's like, and just like wiggles away, like come play with me and find out. it's the ultimate trailer (laughs) come play with me and find out he's like i don't know come come chase me (laughs) actively doing something what a smart boy what a smart smart boy see now if i take a drink i know everyone's gonna hear it now i'm aaron took a drink of water so now i gotta take a drink of water let me take off this large you're you're (laughs) the freudian you're freudian parched I am. I'm sorry, Pavlovian. Listeners, let me know. Let me know. God, you drink so loud. Oh my God. Yum. All right. Now that we're both hydrated, what do we have on uh, (laughs) on the docket for the day? I don't know. You pick the topics. Why don't you um, kick us off with your... Because I don't have my notes up in front of me. We've been over this. This is why I don't handle show notes anymore. Remember what happened to the last batch you gave me? Yeah, you threw them away. But what did I do before I threw them away? Ripped them up like finely shredded secure yep. materials. Ripped secure materials, my ass. So anyway, speaking of helpfulness, let's uh, jump into our first topic here. What a smooth segue! Thanks, man. Well, you're gonna have to kind of articulate it a little bit. So, our first topic is: What is more important to help yourself? And what do you? What is your first connotation when you hear that? Oh no, it should be a whole. It should be a. There should be a whole other half of the sentence here. 
Gosh, we got to get on. I got to get on these show notes better. Well, it should be, who do you, what's more important, helping yourself, helping your family, helping society or helping the world? Oh, see, I read that completely different. I read that as how do you help yourself or how do you, what's important to help yourself? Meaning like help you be you. Is it your friends, your family? society of the world oh no so a quick switch up then there was a communication gap which is perfectly fine because it can take us so many directions um the question i had originally introduced was what's more important helping yourself helping your family um and probably by extension friends helping society or uh helping the world um which i thought was an interesting topic because there's obviously at least four different dimensions to view it from right if you're your own person, then you mm-hmm. want to protect your own time and resources. Uh, if you're a family and friends and you'd like to think that you can rely on someone to, to help you that's in your network um, society. I mean, who doesn't want to contribute to the greater good of those in your community? And then, you know, the world, I think most people, a lot of people strive to be a contribution mm-hmm. to uh, society on the grandest scale, which is, you know, help humanity as a whole. So sure. The question so, being, which is more important is obviously subjective. And I thought it'd be interesting to dive in. How do you a interpret the question, which we now know there through communication, there is different interpretation, but the reasons why I do the show notes <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I put them in our show notes and you did that incorrectly. <laughs> I copy and pasted. I blame. Oh, I know what happened. It's a formatting error. Anywho, <laughs> this is why we need an intern. Neither here I nor there. Neither here nor there. Um, I think it's interesting to view uh, how you would interpret that question that I now pose and then what you would, what avenue you would, you would take. Sure. So I, I'm going to take the, the first little rant. Yep. Okay. So I would actually, I think that both of them have relevancy within each other. So follow me here. So the initial question was, is it more important to help yourself, your family and friends, the society or the world first, correct? I believe so. Okay. And then kind of- Again, you can interpret that how you will. If you want to say first, as opposed to an absolute, then sure. Well, but then secondarily, it would be, how do you help yourself through family, like through society or through like a a greater good or through a greater being? So I would say for me and thinking not so much selfishly, but thinking how you can be selfish, load it up. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking through it. So thinking how we interpret the world, we interpret the world through our eyes. So obviously, right. That's kind of how I'm going to say yes and no. I know this is your spiel, but I think there's room for good dialogue here. Sure, but I, I got to talk. I'll let you take it. your point away. I'll let you take your I mean, point. Yeah, away. I'm 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 talking through it so I can then like Load dialogue with you. So, so my thing is, if you basically, long story short, if you take care of yourself and have the idea in mind of what is good or what is right or what is just, then everything else should fall in line, right? So if you're kind of like modality your methodology is 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 what i am doing good not so much right but necessarily just am i saying you know am i being the best person i can be in this particular situation then if that's your 
if that's your um, prerogative, then I think by that stretch, everything else will fall into play. Is However, your camera person okay? Yeah, I keep bumping it for some reason. I thought your camera person was just having a small seizure. A little bit. Well, yeah. But but then the the adverse would be the idea of what is good and just is subjective. So point being, I would say for the first half is, you know, what is, what was, what is the most important to help yourself? I would say help is a, the verb I'm probably, or the part that I'm probably hung up on because what do we mean by help? Is that like, if I'm on fire and other people are on fire, I can't help the other people if I'm on fire, right? So that's the idea of like helping. Are we helping somebody do something, achieve something? Or are we just solely saying what is the best thing? Like how do we maintain our goodness? Do who, what, what goodness do we maintain first? Ourselves, our family and friends? Well, that's society. the question I was going to throw you. You said yeah, yeah. a person, I think you said when they have their for lack of a better term, when they have their uh, self together, when they have their house in order, I think is how you phrased it, when they sure. are wanting or ready to help other people. How do you know if you're in a place where you're able to even help others? Well, and I think that's, I guess, the to circumvent myself, I think that's kind of where I'm, <clears throat> where I'm standing, is like what, how do you, and I think it goes back to the, the proverbial you, how do you deem yourself ready to help others, right? I know that if I'm not in a place mentally to give advice or to say, you know, hey, how can I help you? I'm not going to expect the same of somebody else. Like if I'm going to give shit advice or if I'm going to, you know, do something that isn't necessarily a beneficial, uh, I'm not going to do it. Like if I'm going to burp in people's ears, I probably shouldn't do that, but... Thanks for a good ASMR episode. I don't know if that's a good. Uh... Everybody's got their thing, man. Everybody's guess, got their. You know thing. what? Hey, it's 2021. Yeah, you can't be out here bashing. I won't. Like that. I won't kink shame. Oh, you're taking it the. the I mean, isn't route. that isn't that an ASMR thing? It's like I don't think it has to be a kink. I think it's just no. kind of something. It certainly can be, but I think it's something that people just enjoy in a non-sexual way, whereas a kink would be something that people enjoy in a sexual way. Say it again. <clears throat> you said, isn't that kind of what ASMR is? And I said, I think ASMR is about enjoying or driving pleasure, not necessarily uh, in a sexual way from a certain sound um, that a video makes. So I was saying that it can be kinky, which is sexual related, but I don't think the enjoyment of it has to be linked to something sexual. Does that make sense? I think so. I think so. But to get back on topic, um, all right. So interesting view. So you're saying that someone should look out for themselves first, then what? Well, I don't know if it's so much looking out for yourself first, like, because I think, well, you drew the example of if, some, if you're on fire and everybody right. else in the house is on fire, you have to tend to yourself first before you can put out their flames. So if we're saying that they have to be, in a place to be able to help people that box theoretically let's say it's been checked what comes next family friends society well, the world? i guess i guess i kind of want to extrapolate on that just a tip because i think it's not so much helping yourself first as it is like 
don't step on somebody to get to where you feel you need to be. That's what I, when I hear help yourself first, that's what I connotated as. And that's what I like first think of as like, you know, like I got to look out for number one, number one's me. Like, no, 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 no. You've got to understand so that. Let's say the, yeah. uh, the playing field is level. Okay. No one's stepping on anyone here. You've looked out for yourself. What comes of second importance then? Family, friends, and your immediate network, society, and the second degree network, or the world, the grandest network of them all. Well, I think I, I mean, I understand that this is the whole point of the topic, but I think that's subjective. So because it's your I think, well, I'm, damn it, let me get there. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this not a monologue. I'm trying to make it a dialogue. God damn it. I'm trying to draw answers out of you. I'm giving, I'm feeding you questions. You asked me to go first. You she, know my prerogative. Of course. And I'm drawing the questions out of you. Well, you damn it. This is good radio, Aaron. This is good radio. We're not on the radio. Anyway, this is good podcasting. Thank you. Moving on. Marching onward. So you've got to under. <laughs> this is like, you know what this is? This is a replay of last week's episode. When we were talking about what's your dream life, and you were like, all right, so what time are you waking up? Are you going to have this kind of butler? Are you going to have a living housemate? <laughs> How big is your house going to be? Where are they going to live? Dave's like, damn it, Aaron. Damn it. Let me talk. Anyway. <laughs> so, so I think it's subjective to what, or I, I shouldn't say it's subjective. I think it is. No, it's subjective to what the person feels is like, quote, quote, wrong, right? Where they need, where their efforts are needed the most. So for example, if you get yourself in order and by and large, getting yourself in order is getting your house in order, right? If you're on fire, you can put yourself out and somehow you put you and your family like fire out, right? Now you can go look at the village and say, oh shit, the rest of the village is on fire. We got to go help them. Or if you're like, Psh, cool, my fire's out. Yo fam, mm, can't really be helped. So I'm going to go look over here and help everybody else. Can they not be right. helped because they burned to ashes or because they're not on fire? I haven't really gotten that far in the <laughs> okay. analogy. Okay. <laughs> So I think you're but, right. I think you're, I think you're drawing yeah. out the point that you've already made, right? Which is, yeah. you got to make sure your house is in order and then you tend to the next. I, I think you're harping on the idea of, of helping as in solving a problem or fixing uh, some kind of dire situation. Whereas I take help to mean improve the all, overall quality of life of, right? So I'm not saying well, anybody here is in peril. No one's house is on fire. I'm saying everyone. Well, but, but let me. I know you just are, are doing your thing, but let me step in and say, isn't that the idea though? Like the idea of helping is if something is in dire peril, couldn't you assume that things are in dire peril? If that makes any sense. Yes and no. Right. Okay. So taking the exercise scientist lens to it. If you think about homeostasis is, is the body's ability to regulate itself, right? Everything in the body reads normal, checks out fine. Mm -hmm. Now, when we introduce stimulus to it in a workout, for example, it perceives, oh no, there's a problem. I'm picking up heavy things. I'm running far distances. I have to, I have to regulate and adapt, right? That's problems have been introduced to the system and the system is trying to find its way back to homeostasis. So what I'm saying is when I, the situation I hear you talking through is you're pulling people out of the dire consequences that they're mm -hmm. in the example being a fire. Now, you know, hopefully everyone listening knows that through exercise and training, consistent training, you improve performance, whether that's your overall quality of life, right? Whether that's an adult client that just wants to move around better or whether that's an athlete that's trying to be in the top one 
percent. On the other side of homeostasis and and all of the problems that are introduced is a higher level of performance, is a higher level or better quality of of living. So what I'm saying is, if your house is in order, meaning it's not on fire and there seem to be no immediate problems, the way I perceive the question is when it says, um, who's who who's most important to help, being yourself um, and these other bucketed categories. The question I I perceive it as is helping as an improving, right? So let's say everybody's bills are paid. Let's say everybody, I'm not, let's say world hunger is out of the equation. Everybody has a set level playing field. When I hear the word help, that suggests that we're improving the quality of life, right? So let's say using money as an example, you're giving friends and family money or your folks on earning yourself more money, or perhaps you contribute to the community library or fire department or police department to improve the equipment and um, tools that they have, or making some kind of contribution to a nonprofit that helps at the global scale. Um, it's not to say that you're pulling them out of, I guess, the immediate problem, but you're helping to better that cause. Does that make sense? You're I right so. that when you're helping, yeah. you're usually helping out of a problem. I'll grant you. Um, I, the way I see you looking at it is, I guess, with an EMT lens, right? If I pull up to the scene and I'm an EMT and someone needs help, well, if I have an amputated limb, I can't be much help to them if I bleed out trying to patch them up. So I need to patch myself up and then I can patch them up. And mm-hmm. then I see the rest of the, the neighborhood has a couple of um, clients or patients that, that need you know help along the way. Sure, you're running down the checklist, which is a good checklist, but I'm saying assuming all of them are out of immediate danger, right? This isn't the, mm-hmm. the trail car situation where it's like, you know, which way are you steering? If they're all helped and they're all in a safe place, what do you prioritize to better the quality of or advance the life of? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So then, I mean, with that lens to it, like, yeah, like you said, everybody's level, everybody's cool. We're at homeostasis, right? whatever that means for everybody else. Who do you help for? Like, who do you, who do you put your efforts to, to help improve upon? Yep. To me, I think the logical progression would be like, I think of it as like a a puddle droplet, right? Your ripple effect. Yeah. Thank you. Ripple effect, puddle droplet. God. I knew what you meant. You painted the picture. Yep. Yeah. All right. We got there. As long as somebody got it. Yep. So the, uh, um, puddle droplet, is you know it drops in first to i would it would be me right i would be the first droplet my waves are going to affect the next people which theoretically directly related to me are going to be my family right my family and my friends the people that are close in my circle once i'm able to so i guess to answer your question so in order listed you would help tend to yourself yeah. and then the people in your immediate network when they're tended to then people in the, the more well, distant network. And then lastly on the global scale. Well, I guess my, my kind of methodology is if I help me and my people as one or two, right. Then they theoretically will go help their people. And it is that true ripple effect to where we're continually growing out. And sure. by me helping myself, I am helping the society and globally, right? Whatever that means. Sure. So, I mean, the, the small act of kindness goes a long way, right? Oh, yeah. So that's, that's the kind of the notion that I prescribe to is it's as long as I have, is that as long as I'm doing what I perceive as good 
it should affect others, which the perception of good is a whole nother topic in and of itself. And as long as that is, as long as your perception of good is actually a true and good natured thing, your work should be affecting others in a positive way. Right. I mean, yeah. we're, we're simple thinking of this simplistically and we're, we're sim- simple, simplifying, simplifying. God damn it. We're simplifying. a team, man. We're a team. Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting there. Holy shit. Uh, glad you're here. Cause I sound like an idiot, but we're simplifying it into a very, that's okay. I was reading out loud earlier. <laughs> you were not so much reading out loud, but also like mouthing. I was mouthing as I was reading. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for pointing out to the crowd how simple I am. I mean, I can't even think of simplified. That's okay. Simplified. Anyway, Team effort. we're simplifying it to a very minutia of a, of a degree and making it seem like it's nothing. But I think at the end of the day, that's it's, it is subjective, but it is to me based off of as long as you are doing what you perceive to be good, then everybody else around you should be thriving. Right. And if nobody around you is thriving, guess what? You might not be doing good. Theoretically. I see holes in this plan right. though. Oh, I see sure. holes in this plan. Like a, like a so, calendar, but I mean, if you tend to yourself, good, great. I would argue that's the starting place. Right. So for me, what's most important, myself, friends and family, uh, the neighborhood and the world, tend to my own garden first. When that box is checked, I th- it takes so many different roads, right? Because I think what you say makes a lot of sense um, in terms of the ripple effect. However, I think you have sinkholes in that. Um, if you help your friends and family, good, great, that's fine. They may help others, they may not. And then when you look at the neighborhood, I think you know as well as I do that certain neighborhoods, you can spend endless amounts of time and resources trying to benefit and if the community isn't as a whole in it for the betterment of itself, then it's, it's just, it's not a lost cause, but it's going to take a lot more turning around than a lot of people are sure. willing to put in the work for. And yeah. then at the global level, I mean, talk about a, a big cause, but so many people do that, which I think is really fascinating. Like when you think of like great inventors mm-hmm. or, you know, engineers as an example, right. That make uh, a device um, that solves problems for militaries, industries, whatever, like that, that helps the global network, which is so interesting that you could in theory, skip these waves that you just mentioned, right? If my garden is tended to, then I can focus on my work and bettering humanity's overall life. They may not be worried about their family and friends. They might not have, you know, much family or friends around. They might not even care about the neighborhood. Uh, If you think about someone that maybe lives in a really nice neighborhood, it's pretty secluded. Um, What do they have to contribute to their own neighborhood? Maybe not a lot. They don't feel like, so their contribution being at the global level, jumping those first two tiers, I think is so interesting. It's just such a, there's so many ways that you could view one's priorities to help and give back or not give back. Right. Some people just say myself focused on myself and that's not a wrong or bad answer. Right. But to say, I, I don't think it is. If some people say I'm just, you know, focused on my self-betterment using the argument that you use, right? When my sure. garden is tended to, then I can tend to, to other people's. But for some people, the idea of good or yeah, you had mentioned earlier, 
how do we know when one can check off their box of Mm -hmm. my house is in order, right? For some people that might be saving a giant nest egg. When I get my retirement squared away, that's when I'll worry about society. And it's like, well, I mean, you're going to be talking about saving hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. That's going to take years years or decades to build. And Mm -hmm. at that point you decide you can get back. Well, then they have retired. And it's like, well, I want to focus on, I've been working so long. I just want to focus on me. And then it's like, just, just own it and just say, society, my family's well off. They don't need my help. My friends are well off. They don't need my help. I live in an okay neighborhood. They don't need my help. The world has better people to solve its problems. I'm focused on me. I don't think that's wrong. I think it's wrong when you disguise it and say, I'm focused on my family. I work so many hours and I save all this money for them. And it's like, well, how how much have you helped them? You go, well, I I haven't helped them yet. I'm just trying to get to a better place to help them. And it's like, well, just say you're doing it for you. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? But but I. Yeah, yeah, no, and uh, but I mean, I I think to yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I think I I agree with you. I think that at some point in time, the 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 guise of you know I'm waiting to help somebody is uh, un unfair, un whatever, un something. But I think to say you know I'm just focused on myself. You're right. It, it isn't. I don't want to say, I don't want to say this. I guess my point is you're not wrong. It is selfish, but it's not wrong. Is selfishness wrong though? I would argue it's not. In what context? Most of them. I mean, do you have a situation in mind? If we're talking about a lot of situations. Yeah, no, I'd say it's okay. Well, but I think there's a difference between selfishness and helping yourself to help others. Right. It's the same thing. It's that it's a fine line for sure. I see them as two different things. Well, but this is why I want to dive into this topic. I know, but hear me out. I am. So it's it's the difference between confidence and cocky, right? Sort it's of that it's that fine. Well, I mean, I guess my point is it's I see fine those existing line. on a spectrum, right? So yeah, but, they're they're on sure. the same plane. The two examples you gave prior, I see as two delineations. Okay. So my thought process is we go, I always go back to the fire example because it's the easiest one. Or like you said, an EMT. I go right? to the airplane example, right? Like you it, can't help the kid next to you until you put on your own face mask. Sure. But but if you're helping yourself and ignoring the other person, that is selfishness. That's my point, right? So if you ro- is like, if I'm on fire, psh, yep. I put myself out and I leave the fire. But there's a critical element we're forgetting here, which is what yes. I wanted to dive in about. Like, I say selfish is okay as long as you own it um, and claim it. Um, But I think the point you're talking about, which is an interesting point that I wanted to explore, is at what point do you teeter off selfish, right? Mm -hmm. Which is subjective and different for everyone. Like I had just mentioned, some people are focused on saving money. And, you know, that could be to get a new car, could be to buy a new place, could be retirement, whatever. The point at which people perceive that they have enough, I think, is the tipping point of selfish and self-thoughtful, we'll call it. So self-thoughtful, I'm all on board for it. All on board for it. And selfish, I don't know if you'll ever find a limit because people from the outside cast that, that name on people that have a lot, right? Whereas to them, they're securing their future and their families. Look at Bezos as an example, right? Okay. Billions, billions of dollars. At what point do you say he has enough? He should just give back to people. 
or you do look at the other side of the spectrum, right? He built this empire. He's entitled to all of that money. He built this massive company from the ground up. He deserves every penny. Who says he has to give back? At what point that person deserves they have enough to give back is entirely up to them. So the point, the, the point of selfishness is almost naked to the eye. It's a point that no one will ever find. You follow what I'm saying? I think so. I mean, I think... I think the the example you're giving with Bezos or Bezos or however you want to say his name. Yeah, is, more, I probably butchered that. I mean, it's no big deal. Um, I think that example is is a little bit different because you are correct. He did build up his empire, but also he built it on the backs of people who are struggling. So I think that's a little bit different because what you're saying, what I'm, I guess I hear what you're saying of of that analogy, but I think also the idea of when when do you you personally turn and say okay i'm ready to help everybody else is part it, it, i guess is the conversation more yeah, than more sure than is that. and i think that's that's so i hate using the word subjective but it's so subjective because that's a fair point to say too that the word selfish is an outside reflection on your outside self. Whereas internally you may be saying, I'm not selfish. I'm just trying to maintain my homeostasis. But in reality is your homeostasis um, overkill, right? Is it over, uh, over um, what's the surplus? Is it a surplus or is it living comfortably? But that's the thing. It's so you're right. Subjective. So I don't know if there ever will be an answer, but no, I mean, I think that's, or you think the other end of the spectrum, right? You think the the true altruist who, you know, lives out of their car and spends countless hours at, you know, homeless kitchens and shelters and serves people that have nothing and they don't need a lot to live on. I mean, they're living literally on, you know, pennies Mm -hmm. helping to feed other people. Mm -hmm. One could argue that they're doing themselves a disservice with how poorly they're living if they could live better again the other end of the spectrum not saying that's yeah, yeah. not you but no 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 and you have two different yeah. ends of the spectrum right and both in their own eyes see that they're helping other people if we use i'm just going to say amazon ceo we'll just that works so yeah. i don't butcher his name um if you look at it from an altruist lens he's giving thousands of people jobs and probably benefits and a lot of other a means to live off of helping people and looking out for himself immensely and you have the other person who's you know living pretty meagerly and still providing for others helping people looking out for themselves spiritually sure but looking out for other people they both see that they're doing well, in others, which is what begs the question, right? What do you prioritize? And yes, listeners, I'm asking you this because I want your thoughts on this too. What do you prioritize? Where is the importance? Is it yourself? Is it your family? Is it your neighborhood? Is it the world, right? Because you have people at every level that are serving those ends. You have people that are always entrenched with their family. You have people that are always serving their community, even though their home life may be in shambles. And then you have people, engineers, designers, whatever, that are helping the world on a global scale. And they're home life, their, their personal life might be shit. Who knows? It might not be. Don't know. Hmm. But it's just so interesting. Where do you, the listener, place your yeah. priority in that spectrum? I think it's fascinating. 
Well, yeah, and I think to kind of echo what you're saying with the guy who lives out of his car versus the guy who lives in a multi-billion dollar home still feel like they're doing something. I just... Sorry. I... um. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a, a, a fair point to make is that, you know, they're, they both feel like they're doing the right thing, but we may perceive it differently as the, what is the right thing. Yep. And it's difficult to put that, that moniker on it. Which is why I want to ask you the question, mm. right? Yourself, family, yeah. neighborhood, or the world where you place importance. And if I can surmise your answer here. Yeah. Yourself to an extent to your family and friends out of, and I mean this kindly, hmm. a sense of, I was going to say like emotional debt, right? Cause they've contributed to you and you pay that back. There's an emotional interaction and an equilibrium that is reached between the two and you want okay. to help them. And then once those two are attended to the ripple effect of you and your family, then out helping the neighborhood in the world. Well, and I think that's the, the, I don't say the ultimate goal, but I think that is the, the optimistic view of it all. Like you said, you're assuming that they will take that good kind heartedness right. and that good knowledge and move forward with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and it's not so much to maybe challenge or um, push back a little bit on, on the emotional debt. It's more yeah, it was of, worded poorly. I was trying to find a better way to say it. It's in a, I'm looking for a better way to phrase it. No, no. You, I, and I, I was going to say, it's more of a, it's a refoundation, right? So it's, I'm making sure that I am right so that my foundation is also right. And right being just and good. So if I am just and good, if I am right, if I've got my bills paid, I'm mentally and emotionally capable of lending a hand or physically, emotionally, and, and mentally able to lend a hand. So then that's paying a, it forward to those. That's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. All right, cool. So that happened. We had our nice philosophical talk. Um, sticking with some listener submitted topics, right? This will be this will be our third, second. I guess technically last third. last week was was Two topics. There were two topics, so this would be third. Yep. What? Um. So we'll preference this to neither of us can read. Um. It was school all was very audible. difficult. All yeah, audible. Very difficult for both of us living in the Stone Age, where it was all pictographs and hieroglyphics. Have you so. seen the Crudes too? By the way. <laughs> no. Why am I? So. <laughs> um. I see. I saw the first one a while back, and then uh, Jenny and I went to go see. Uh, the Crudes 2 the other day, which, you know, the first one was cute. It was fine enough. So I went to go see the second one. Didn't know what to expect. It was ready for the sequel to disappoint. It was so good. It was good so how? good. <laughs> they, well, I mean, I like the anime, like animated movies. I think they're fun. I think they're adorable. They're great. Um, and there were so many like life lessons packed into it. I was just like, this is heavy, man, for kids. Mm. There's so much for parents to take out of this. Oh, goodness gracious. Was really I will say it's having a, a, a younger nephew re-watching some of the stuff that i watched as a kid it's filthy isn't it it's filthy but also like you don't realize the little things that they put in there that you that are little nuggets right that kind of stick with you and it's fascinating to think about that as like 
as a writer and a creator, how do you jam pack this really dense, heavy topic into a lighthearted film? Yeah, a movie that is palpable for a what four to ten year old kid. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. Anyway, it's so you highly recommend Crudes too. I would recommend to those listeners out there. Well, good. That is a well. Uh, no, there's no pun there. I no, that's good. Right. There's a joke in there somewhere. You're listening yeah, figure it out. I'm reaching for it and I just can't find it. Anyway, so we we can't read. So what? Um, but as our listener topic, what is a, a book? What books do I struggle through? Yeah, what books do you struggle through? Let me tell you. So at one of my jobs, as you know, we have a book club, and one of the books that we're reading is Never Eat Alone. I don't remember the guy's first name, but its uh, last name is Farazi. Um, it's a good book. It's okay. Um, what's, the, what's the plot line? Uh, it's basically how to leverage and build social networks to further your personal and professional life. Oh, so it's like a um, business book. It's not like it, a fun. Yeah, it's not yeah. a fun book club. Uh, no, relative. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I'll own it. It's not. Um, it's a good read though. There's a lot of good lessons in there. I'm currently working through a chapter right now about branding, um, which I think there's a lot of value in. Um, it's kind of, you're right, business. I consider maybe self-development books. Um, I, I, I like it. It's a little bit it's a little bit dry in certain spots, but it's fine. What about you? It's on you, your read list recently. You like that it's dry or it I is dry? I through the dry spots. Oh, okay. There, gotcha. It is good overall. Uh, there's good. a lot of take-homes. So it's good information. It's good content. It is. It, you yeah. got to sift through it a little bit, but it's pretty good. What about you? What are you reading? Um, so that's, I'm assuming it's a nonfiction book. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the last nonfiction book I read was actually, we talked about it on here. Um, the Simon Sinek start with why good book. It was, it was, I mean, it was kind of the same way it was. I thought it was a little not dry. It was scattered at times, which irritated the snot out of me. Like I'm a very like linear thinker. Have you listened to any of his talks? Um, no. For a guy that doesn't read, you might want to take that avenue. You might find it less scattered. When he condenses it That's down fair. into his talks, it's perhaps for you a little bit more digestible. But yeah, the book has a lot of, I'll say, context to it. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of context. It it has a lot of, like you said, it has a lot of nuggets, I'll say. like There's great concept. There's great ideas there. But it was my biggest struggle to get through it because he would like open up a point in chapter A and close it in chapter 3 which I'm fine with, but in between there, it like took four different like um, views and points and modalities, whatever you want to say it. And I, I was might like, dive back what into that book. Fuck? I might dive back into that book. I thought it was a smooth read. I, I liked it a lot, but again, Me, I'm bought into a lot of his stuff. Like, I was going to say, I like you, a lot of his talks and I have two, two of his books. Yeah. You have much more of a background in him than I do. Whereas you can kind of follow his, his process. I was like, what in the hell am I listening to right now? So key takeaways. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, well, I said that was my nonfiction book. I had, I have got a couple fiction books I can. Are you a book juggler? Do you open a couple at a time? I try not to, but I end up doing it. Um, Fair enough. Fiction had, books, what do you got? Well, I had for a while. I was, I was actually doing Audible, um, but I was listening to Game of Thrones. Because mm. as you know, I, I drive a lot for work. Yep. Um, and so when it was, wasn't getting dark at five o'clock, I would listen to Game of Thrones on my way home. It was just a kind of an easy way to, to zone out and 
it was a it was interesting it was fun i i actually we watched the show together so it was like cool to like hear and see or mentally think of the the things and place things and yeah have more storyline to it so that was really cool but um it got to a point where i was like zoning out and i couldn't remember what the last thing was said so i was like uh, All right, yeah. we gotta we gotta stop this Can't have that on the road yeah i haven't picked it back up again just because um but actually highly recommend tom hanks the actor everybody's favorite animated character has uh a collection of short stories that are awesome like they yeah i'm and i'm a huge fan of short stories i think that like they make me feel like i'm reading a ton when in reality i'm like reading you know, a max a hundred pages. There is something to the psychology of books, eh? Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. I find the short chapters, you have like those small victories mm-hmm. and the long chapters, exactly. I just keep myself looking at the clock. And I'm like, okay, yep. it took me like three minutes to get over this page. Okay. Oh gosh. Well, so there's, again, I'm a huge fan of short stories, but there's, um, F Scott Fitzgerald has a great collection of short stories that I enjoy reading through. And then there's another one that somebody got for me. I don't remember the name of it. I can see the cover, but it was um, this writer who just wrote out like all of her like story beginnings and then went back through and ended them. Like it was, it was kind of interesting. Um, they were, I mean, they were really good. There were several that were okay. And then several that were like really good, but definitely recommend the, the Tom Hanks short stories, like mm. super good. And like, a lot of it you heard in his voice like he has a very easy yeah. way to like um like his writer's voice is like really easy to read which mm. helped honestly going through them because it was like for a guy that can't read nice. you have quite the little novel list going here it's only three books no you said tom hanks you said simon yeah. sinek yeah a short stories book you just mentioned oh, three books at one time is quite a bit well so the game of thrones and then yeah game of thrones like, four yeah, Game of Thrones was kind of like, I can't think of anything to listen to music-wise. I don't want to listen to a podcast. My talk radio cut out because it'll be Game of Thrones. Like, it was kind of like my bottom tier. So, I would... Last choice. Yeah, kind of. I would go back into it when I couldn't think of anything else. Any other books you want to share? Wait, key, uh, key takeaways from Simon Sinek. What do you got? Oh, yeah. Um, key takeaways. Understanding. Because, go ahead. It was just kind of like, it was interesting because it was like understanding a lot of like why you feel a certain way for certain things. Like the gut feeling isn't necessarily in your gut, which was kind of interesting. Um, Truthfully, it's kind of been a minute since I read it. So I'm trying to think through the the points where I was like, oh. Um, I can dive in if you want. Well, yeah, go for it. And I'll I'll probably jump in when I think of something. So one of the things in... um the book I'm reading, I almost said that we're reading, we as a team. Um, he talks about when you go to conferences, there's two kinds of people. There's bowling balls and bowling pins. Kind of like floaters and sinkers. Yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> so bowling pins being you just go to a conference, you eat some of the usually garbage food and you watch the presentations and then you go back to your hotel room and you take notes and you go to sleep and then you go back home and you present on what you know you've seen and and learned right they just attend kind of blankly and then there's bowling balls which go in and they just knock everything out of their path they make a presence they shake hands they influence people they gain a following they build their social network and so i 
I think, as I've mentioned, I attended the NSCA's uh, conference earlier this year. And my boss asks me, goes, so Dave, based off uh, what we're reading, were you a bowling ball or were you a bowling pin? And I said, I'll tell you right now, I was a bowling pin all the way pin. <laughs> I sat through every one of those talks. I took all the notes. I took so many notes. I didn't, t- I didn't talk to a single person at that conference. And of course it being virtual, it's a lot harder than it was prior, yeah. but um, it, it's interesting the way the author looks at meeting people in a very systematic way. It almost makes it feel cold and uh, disingenuous, you know? Um, mm. And it's hard, I think for a lot of people, especially myself, to be outgoing. Everyone tells me I'm outgoing. I think we've talked about this. I'm not outgoing. I'm an introvert all the way. You, Yeah, you're for sure. You and I both are introverted extroverts where, yeah, the, the idea of walking up to somebody and introducing yourself is like, for me, it is just absolutely like, yep. Like terrifying. Like there's a big difference between talking to someone at a coffee shop to where I have a, yes. if it's a slow day, a three minute interaction. Yep versus uh in a gym where it's a more intimate setting right it's one-on-one it's a lot slower paced um versus going up to someone i don't know anything about haven't talked to them at all and just introducing myself and trying to make a new friend in my network that's intimidating man that's intimidating oh yeah and i even have like moments in my day and they're these fleeting moments that that they're i should say they've they're probably fleeting moments, but they feel like they are just dragging on where I'm like, I like that person's shirt. I bet if I told that person I like their shirt, they would really appreciate it. I should probably tell them I like their shirt. And then by that time they like walk past. And if I was like, I like your shirt or I like your yep. shirt, it would be like, yep. As they're walking out the door, fuck? I like your shirt. Hey, nice shirt. Oh, especially with masks now. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. voices are already muffled. So how hard is it to walk up to someone now and talk through a mask to someone, you know, you don't know it's, it's, it's tough, but anywho, take homes from the book or, you know, you take a very mentally present approach to your networking. Um, meaning if you're not innately one of those people, if you are great leverage, the shit out of that. Right. But if you're not take a very systematic approach, who's going to be at this conference that you want to make an impression on, um, or who's going to be at the gym that you would like to get to know, right. There's a long litany of speakers and coaches that I would love to to be able to talk to and be able to just send an email to casually, you know, and they they get a response to me. Um, Who do you want to get to know? Who do you think would help you in your social network categorizing people, right? Is this another coach kind of on a similar level as you? Is he one of the giants in the field that you really need to take a calculated approach to to getting to know? Um, And then like we were talking about, uh, I think earlier today, um, helping out maybe up and coming coaches. Hey, you know, mm. something I learned a lot, right? When I went to these coaches as being a bowling pin, I would sit through three, four, five, eight lectures a day, right? Because they're each an hour. The conference starts at, you know, nine in the morning and it goes until seven at night. You're going to sit through a ton of them. But what happens by the time you get to seven or eight? You're mentally dead. You haven't, you right. can't retain the information. You're literally sitting there to get the keynote usually. Um, so a tip that I've learned that I've passed on to younger coaches is pick three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you mentioned that at least to me. Three that you want to see. Yeah. Use the other five that are slated. And I know I don't practice this, but I am aware of it now and, and know it better. Use those five other time slots to meet people, to talk to people. One of the best times I had at a conference was um, I, talking to coaches that are similar age as me. And, you know, we'll sit through a lecture and they'll say, well, what are you going to next? And I say, well, what are you going to next? And we both have this gap hour and they're like, do you want to go get lunch? I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go do it. And so we just go and sit there and talk lunch and tell me about your field. I'll tell you about mine. What are your experiences? Here's mine. And without making much effort, that is, that is networking, right? You, mm-hmm. you, 
you allow yourself to be mentally present for the talks that you want to see. And you use the other time to give yourself a break. And if you do work alone, that's great. Go to the fitness center. Guess what? As a coach, everyone there is focused on fitness. So what happens when you go to the fitness center? Everyone else is attending the conference already and they're in the right. gym working out. That's your networking, right? You can say, Hey, I saw you at this talk earlier. It's a great time. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Sure. I don't practice it. It sounds great in theory, but all these take-homes from the book, you know, it's, it's, it sounds like I'm passionate about it. I'm, I'm passionate about the ideas in the book, I guess. Sure. Um, the book itself is pretty good. Well, and I think that's, that's part of, I mean, arguably that's the point of the book, right? Is to get you passionate about the ideas where some, sometimes those examples are just the vessels, right? Yep. Yep. It's, it's, um, it's not always like for, for me, a lot of those like um, self-improvement, I don't want to say self-help because that sounds bad, but like the, the, yeah self-development thank you that's a better way to say it are i kind of look at those as as examples and how do i relate that into what i'm doing so it's not necessarily so much like if i read a book about a coach right and they're talking about all this stuff in like the gym or whatever 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 are the ideas there is the concept there can i relate it into my own life and like a nonprofit sector or marketing sector or whatever it is so i think that's cool though that you're you're like ready to go about the ideas because i think that's kind of the point it also helps me sitting here talking through them with you, right? When you read them on a page, they're a little bit dry, but right. it's nice to be here and, honestly, and kind of draw them out. That's like part of my, one of my, one of my biggest struggles with, um, I shouldn't say reading, but like reading a dense book like that alone, sometimes I just get so lost in my own thoughts that I, yeah. I forget where it started. And it's yeah. helpful to like, that's why I like, I think you and I talked about previously doing like a book club for the, like you and I on the podcast. I was just about to say, just, as a kid, you see these book clubs, and you're like, gross. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Uh, it sounds awful. But as an adult, like the idea of the only thing that has me caught up on a book club is the idea of accountability, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah, we've talked about, we've talked about it a little bit before, but just to give listeners an idea of, of what, where I'm coming from, right. Is if I have 24 hours in a day, right. And we're doing a book club. I've essentially lent you an hour of my time, right. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me time to sit down and read and, Although I may have it, that's not necessarily time that I want to promise away, right? right. Now, you talk about if you have $24 on a day and I do all this work, da, 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 or I pay someone and I get that dollar back, like I, I want those 24 hours. So maybe listeners, we'll get to a book club where we can <laughs> talk about some of these topics that wouldn't that be fun or at least implement them. But um, I, I love the idea of sharing ideas from yeah. you know, books. Um, remind me off, Mike, we'll talk about, there's a lot of different ways we can do that though. Sure. Well, I was going to say in this last little bit, um, I, I'm going to put it to the listeners to, if they have recommendations for us, oh, I want yeah. to hear them. Fire them in. Yeah. If you got recommendations for two non heavy readers, what do you got? Um, not even non heavy, send us your best, send us your no, best. No, but I'm, but I'm saying like, them. no, no, no. But I'm saying like for people that don't read, sure. you know, like you, you, I know, you know, people that just read a book like water, like yeah. just, page over page i'm not that person it'll take me years to get through like a thick book but Mm -hmm. if somebody recommends it and they're like i don't know this book okay i'll tell you a quick story yeah i um obviously you know my my work background here and one of the areas was on our review how what is an area that you want to improve on and mine was anatomy and physiology right because i work with this bright guy one of the brightest when it comes to anatomy and physiology and performance real real sharp Mm -hmm. um and I got to give him a lot of credit for how he handled it. He, we were at a, a team meeting 
he goes, you know, you mentioned that one thing you want to improve on is anatomy and physiology. He reaches down into his bag and he pulls out this textbook. I kid you not. If you take, if you make a fist and you turn it upright, it was that thick. It was that thick. Of course, you know, it was a four knuckler. It was, it was a four knuckler, four four knuckler, set the book up on the table and literally on the front of it said exercise physiology, scrolled through it or flipped through it. And it looked like the King, uh, King James version of the Bible, just finest, (laughs) the smallest print stretched out to the edges of the page. It was literally like an old school encyclopedia. And, you know, he goes, it was a college textbook in, you know, the early or late two thousands, but it was a couple of years old to say. Um, So not outdated by any means, certainly a lot of good information. Anatomy um, doesn't really change. Right. Um, I mean, if you get one from the 1950s, though, compared to nowadays, I think there's gonna be a lot more context to it, right? Fair. So all to say it was up to date. And it was just like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And you're like, what have I done? Right. And I, oops, I forgot why I went down this rabbit hole. But here we are now. And I give them the reason I say I give them all the credits because of professionally, if there's something I want to learn about. And I ask him to help me understand that he's either going to have to take time out of his day to teach me everything that's in that book, which would be more than generous of him to do, or he's going to say, here's a resource, utilize that resource. Both are helping. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I say, if you have a dense read, sure. Send it on in. I, I appreciate great work. Doesn't mean I'll get through it. Right. <laughs> Doesn't even mean I'll get to it, but I recognize great works. And if you have ones that you want to share listeners, please put a caveat by that. It's quite dense. Yes. So I'll with that, uh, that's our, our listener ask for the week um, recap. I actually can't do the recap on the very first one. You can do it. I better. can hit it. Yeah. Um, in terms of where would you focus your efforts first to help um, yourself, uh, family, friends, uh, the neighborhood, or on a global scale, where are you putting your efforts and your focus or your priorities rather? And then on the back end, a uh, couple of, of good books that we've taken the time to work through. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on others that you're reading through. Awesome. Spot on. Do you have anything else for the week? Let's get after it. Yeah. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. That's right. All right. Thank you guys for, um, for shout out to letter Kenny. Why? Oh yeah. Shout out to letter Kenny. I don't want to get hit with any copyright. We love the show. Okay. Why that? Yep. That's us. That's us shooting it out. So I didn't pitter patter. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for, for joining us this week. Thank you for letting us into your cars, ears, houses, however you listen. Uh, keep coming back. Keep sending in suggestions. Thank you to our listeners for the book suggestion this week. Um, we very appreciate it. Don't be afraid to fact check us if you feel we've... Please do. We, we need out. to be fact checked. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Send us in your thoughts ideas anything you got and we'll be happy to give a shout out if you want it if not totally cool too but we want to hear from you so thanks again i don't have anything else all right see you next time see you guys